0: Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what? Is going to be a lovely thread from the pages of FARK.com. Now, of course, FARK.com, F-A-R-K, is a website that is sort of like a news aggregator, socially submitted news aggregator, where articles get submitted and a uh, select few get posted and people vote on them. And then they have a forums that you can go on and have discussions with people and reply and whatever. I've never had a subscription to Total FARK, which is the $5 a month uh, subscription-based forums that you can go and submit stuff in and have a discussion then. That model of website does not appeal to me. They do send out emails with the sort of hottest topics on the site and sometimes those hot topics have full discussions that can be read and will be. So we'll get into that in just a second but before we start I just wanted to do the usual thank yous and hellos. Um, I want to thank everybody for going to iTunes and writing reviews and if you haven't please do. It takes just a second to rate it, the podcast with however many stars you like or write a little blurb about what you like about the podcast. It's always great and I really appreciate seeing all the people who do it. And thank you to everyone who has donated to the Patreon page in the last month and since the beginning of course. I super appreciate it. It's always nice to see. Yeah, I just want to thank Dominic and Lance and Dynamo and Corbin and Ritzy and Chris and Kryloff and Reese and going nuts, (laughs) and Kayla, which I believe I thanked last time, but I'm thanking again. And everyone else who donated, I really appreciate it. It's nice to know that people care and appreciate the work, so again, I thank you. In other podcast news, I'm down to the last six magnets in the magnet collection, so if, if anybody would like a magnet, Now's the time to ask. I haven't put it in another order yet. I'm still considering what is the next thing to do as far as stuff to give away or whatever. So if you want your Lou Reed's magnets, now's the time to get one, the last one. And if you want one, uh, or if you want to tell me anything, you can just email me at loureads at gmail.com for a magnet. If you want to support the podcast, you can go is the patron p a t r e o n at com slash loureads. And uh, it's very simple to do. Anyway, that business out of the way, let's get into reading from FARC. So, this FARC is about, oh, the phone. Isn't that wonderful? All righty. That stuff out of the way, let's get right into reading this thread on FARC.com. Now, I got this thread brought to my attention by the FARC.com mail blast, which has sort of like the more popular topics. Again, this is publicly visible, you don't have to be a member of Total FARC to get which is the $5 a month subscription to the website that gets you access to their forums, but there is the publicly available FARC stuff you can look at. Without further ado, let's go right to it. So, this FARC discussion was kicked off by a post submitted by somebody from SB Nation, which is a sports website. And the story is The Magic's Aaron Gordon broke his jaw horsing around with his brother. And it's a story of just siblings hurting each other. And so this is an episode about sibling injuries. And it goes like this. The first post was started by Dugget Man who writes, Those of us who grew up with brothers and sisters invariably got involved with a mishap from horsing around, or just being stupid kids whose daring exceeded the frailties of our human bodies. Even though broken bones and stitches seemed to emanate from younger brothers' roughhousing or trying to out daredevil each other, my sister firmly believed in utilizing any weapon handy on me when the argument escalated beyond shouting each other down. Although most of the injuries we suffered were the result of an argument or an escalating competition, after the shock of seeing blood, bruises, or broken bones, my sister and I would always bond together with the same ridiculous position. Quote unquote, We gotta stick together so mom and dad don't find out about this! After a little snit when we were 10 or 11, which ended up with three of my knuckles cut literally down to the bone, I distinctly remember Steph wrapping gauze around my hand while I used an entire roll of paper towels to sop up the blood spattered around the bathroom. Our plan? Keep my hands in my pockets that night until. They scabbed over. This worked for about 30 seconds until mom had us both by the ears hauling me to the doctor's office to be stitched up so she could kill us both later. So how did you and your siblings get each other injured? And how did you handle it in the face of impending doom once mom and dad found out? And Bao Rao writes, tree elevator, one piece rope tied to a tree, one piece PVC threaded by that same rope, one knot tied at the base of the rope in case the knot is smaller than the diameter of the PVC. Note, the tree elevator is really only designed to work in the down direction. This should have been a sibling injury, but I decided to go first to prove to all my younger sibling critics that my design was safe. It was not. And I sat on a donut for three weeks during the summer of seventh grade. And Mama2TNT writes, my youngest remembers me fighting his brother a couple of times and of course idol worshipping his bro believed I was the bad guy. When he was old enough, I finally told him the truth. Those quote unquote fights were actually me pulling his brother off him so there wouldn't be a murder. His brother really had trouble controlling his temper and seriously wanted to hurt him, and with all his strength, he would have killed him. And I refuse to clean that up. And Incorrigible Astronaut writes, when I was seven and my sister was two, she threw a rather large rock at my forehead that went deep and needed four stitches. Luckily, it didn't cause any permanent damage that I'm rocket ship's monkey dishwasher. And Textant writes, My older brother has caused all of my injuries. Not intentionally, mind you. First injury. When I was about a year old or so, my mom did something that caused my brother who was two at the time to get mad at her. He went to his bedroom and slammed the door. Unknown to him at the time, I was most likely following him and when he slammed the door, it caught my right middle finger scraping the skin off of it. My mom found me in a pool of blood. She rushed me to the hospital where they took the skin off my right index finger to wrap around my middle finger and the skin from the inside of my right wrist to wrap around my index finger. And then I guess they just sewed my wrist up. I once saw a picture of me wearing a cast that was up to my elbow. Second injury, when I was about eight, the family was about to leave to go on vacation. While packing up, I was in the car with my head out the back window. My brother comes along and puts something in the front seat and closes the door. I guess he was leaning too far forward because the door scraped my forehead, resulting in me getting stitches and unable to go swimming. Third injury, when I was about 13, my brother finds a whip (laughs) That's always a good beginning. My brother finds a whip that had been bought years ago in Mexico, which is a good story upon itself, and uses it to wrap around my younger brother's ankles and then pulls. He lands on his butt. In a moment of stupidity, I decide that looks fun, and wrap it around my ankles and he pulls. Instead of landing on my butt, I landed on my right knee dislocated it. It was not fun popping it back into place. Dad didn't think it was that big of a deal and told me to sleep it off. Well, I could barely walk the next day, but rather than taking me to the doctor, we went bowling. It was only after I got back to my mom's did she take me to the doctor. Doctor, I got a knee brace and everything. Sometime later, I did have surgery on it, and while it's not 100%, it's at least not in danger of dislocating anymore, though I can't really run because of it. And Lava Lamp Repairman writes, When my youngest sister got her first filling and complained about the discomfort, I convinced her to chew on a piece of aluminum foil. (laughs) And The Headless Horseman's Headless Horse writes, I have one brother and one sister. I'm the oldest, followed my sister and brother, and all two years apart. I was probably seven, so you can do the math for the other two. My sister and I had a running gag where, where we'd try to be the first to blurt out a specific street name each time my parents drove past it. We're riding the back of my parents' Bronco, my brother in the car seat in the middle, and my sister on each side. We're coming on the street and I'm getting ready to blurt it out. The second we go past it, I lean over to yell, quote unquote, Olive Street, but my sister has the same idea. Our faces are maybe two inches from each other yelling the same thing when my brother, right between us, grabs the backsides of each of our heads and, bam, smacks them together. My sister and I sort of groaned, looked at each other, and then saw my mom looking at the both of us from the front seat. We then looked at my Brother sitting there with a shy-at-eating grin before he giggles, quote-unquote, olive sweet. Nothing serious injury-wise. A few bruises, but it's been a source of laughter for the better part of 25 years now. And Dr. Zhivago writes, My dad was putting up curtain rods. For some reason, my toddler-aged brother had just got out of the bath and was running around butt-ass naked. He bumped into my dad and the drill fell and landed bit-first in his left-ass cheek. My dad then had to explain his terrible accident to the ER personnel. And Literally Addicted writes, When I was five, I used a real razor to pretend to shave my legs. My two-year-old sister said, quote-unquote, me too, so I did. Peeled her shin like a ripe banana. Bled like crazy and left a scar. I didn't hear the end of for about 12 years. And Miss How Rules writes, My sister closed the house of door when I had my finger stuck in the hinge crack. While I was trying to work up a scream, she pushed the door again because it wouldn't close. I was seven or eight. It was spraying blood like a mini fire hose. The skin was hanging off the end of my finger and you could see the bone poking out. A skilled doctor stitched the whole thing and it is okay now, but with an obvious scar. And Darag adds, I have no cool or funny stories for this topic. My brother and I, were brutal to each other. And a particular individual writes, When I was about 13, I made a platform in the rafters of the garage. It was my quote-unquote fort or whatever. Access was via a rope ladder. My older brother, brackets 18 months, made a game of trying to infiltrate it. So I tied a knotted rope to an automotive spring, about 15 pounds of steel, and set the spring on one of the rafters. He ran in, grabbed the rope, and brought the hunk of steel right onto his head. In that instant, I thought, quote-unquote, the hell was I thinking? And, quote unquote, I'd probably better stay up here for a while. And Monty666 adds, I grew up in the country. When we were teenagers, before we were legal to drive, our parents used to let us drive the farm truck around on the gravel roads and in the fields. I mean, there wasn't much danger in it. A car would pass by maybe once an hour or less, and the road was about a half a mile away from our house. We were always fighting over who got to drive the truck. One time our folks were gone to town. We lived like 20 miles away from the nearest small town. So we knew they would be gone for a while. As usual, we started fighting over who would get to take the truck out for a drive. It wasn't real fighting, just siblings being jerks to each other. She had a friend over and my cousin Jason was hanging out with me. We were probably putting on a show for them. Anyway, she got the keys and her, she, and her friend jumped into the cab of the truck and started it up. I jumped on the back bumper, figuring I'd either jump off or just climb onto the back of the truck if she started driving. It was a big truck, a 78 Chevy 4x so i'm on the bumper jason is off to the side and she starts backing out i don't know what evil got into me but i let myself fall under the truck as it was backing out i knew i wouldn't get hurt because it had such huge ground clearance then i just laid there face down jason started screaming you ran him over he's dead and she stopped and they jumped out freaking out then i couldn't stop myself from laughing and i just looked over at them i didn't actually get hurt but i scared the hell out of them Actually, I noticed later that there was a scuff mark on my arm where one of the tires had brushed me. And Jason Vatch adds, So my brother was six. He found a 27-inch bicycle inner tube and decided he wanted to use it for a swing. There was a tree in the yard with a branch that had a broken-off stub from a smaller branch. Can you hook it onto that, he asked. So I did. The stub was about seven feet off the ground. I thought it was a good idea to test it myself first, so I sat in the tube and slowly allowed it to take my weight, maybe 120 pounds. My butt was mere inches from the ground when I discovered what it's like to be inside a slingshot. The branch stub detached and hit me in the back of the head resulting in an ER trip with stitches. I started freshman year high school two days later. As my actual name begins with a B, I was in the front row of every class. And Praise Jesus writes, As one of four kids and the biggest asshole of the four, I have sustained more sibling injuries than I can count. However, the most memorable one was not due to the severity of the injury, but the cover-up to hide the injury and damages from the mom unit. My younger brother and I were playing baseball in the front yard. I pitched him a slow curve and my brother got every last bit of it. He hit a line drive right back into my forehead and rang my bell good. That ball bounced back off my forehead and went straight through the plate glass front window of the house. The sound of the breaking glass struck fear into my little brother's heart, but not as much as the fury of dad coming out the front door demanding to know who threw the ball. Dad pointed at me as I was finally starting to get my wits back, sitting on the lawn, hoping that my headache would go away. Quote, unquote, Dad, she didn't throw the ball through the window. She pitched it and I hit it, bounced off her head. Dad knelt down to take a look. A large goose egg was forming in the middle of my forehead and I probably failed the three-question test for concussion. Dad yelled for his mom, made her call the glass guy, brackets, Trust me, with my siblings, dad had all kinds of professionals in his Rolodex. Glazers, automotive paint and body, tree trimmers, and the men who earned their livings doing things dad couldn't. Loaded me into the car and hauled ass for the ER. Sure enough, I was concussed. The doctor gave him the instructions. ragus, no sleep, test for memory and cognitive function, no aspirin. Then dad whisked me off to the barbershop for a new set of bangs to hide the bump in the middle of my forehead. By the time we got back, the new window was in place. Brackets because Lou had replaced it so many times that he kept measurements on file. And the plan was laid that I was going to work with dad that night so he could keep an eye on me. It was at my parents' silver anniversary party that mom finally found out. As the cheap champagne flowed, stories were told, and Lou popped up with, quote-unquote, Hey, how'd the kid do after short stuff rang or chime with the baseball with the forehead? And Mia Polo writes, I had nothing to do with this, brackets, well, not much, but when my sister and I were still in elementary school, she had her friend Laura sleeping over one Friday night. They'd camped out in the den, brackets, which was standard anytime we had friends over, and had already pulled out most of the cushions on the couch to build a fort. I was in charge since I was the oldest, but they were getting on my nerves, so I walked out. Not 10 minutes later, I hear screaming. I rush back in and my sister is lying on the floor bawling. They had piled cushions on a chair and my sister had climbed on top to sit there, but then forgot that there were no longer a back to the chair and she would leaned back and fallen over backwards. Unfortunately, the chair had been pushed right near the fireplace where there was a solid brick stoop, and she had just flung her arm out to catch herself and ended up striking the edge of the stoop. She broke both bones in her forearm, and it was just dangling there like she had a new elbow. I still remember my dad trying to hold her still as he was trying to force her sneakers on her feet and attach the Velcro before they went to the hospital. She ended up needing surgery, and they installed two metal plates to straighten her arm back out. She's almost 40 now and still has those huge scars today. That dumbass. Smiley face emoticon. And other little guy writes, TLDR, don't make me hangry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hangry. Story. Flying with my sister and her husband to my brother's wedding was a stopover. We planned to get to the hotel, them go for the rehearsal. We ate a minimal breakfast before we boarded. We flew to our stopover and planned on eating on the next plane. Well, that flight got delayed and delayed for hours, then finally canceled, and we had to dash for an alternate flight. I remember the flight attendants offered us the unserved sandwiches, but my sister rushed us off. The rescheduled flight had no food service, and by the time we landed, I was freaking hungry. I asked my sister if we could stop somewhere for a quick bite, and she said no. We had to get to the rehearsal, and we had to get the rental car. I was so pissed that as we loaded the car, I slammed my sister's hand on the door. Even with her bruised hand, she drugged... Even with a ruse hand, she drove us to my brother's and made rehearsal. To this day, my brother and sister keep reminding me about my sister's hand, but the conveniently ignore the circumstances. My wife, on the other hand, remembers to maid we both have snacks on long trips. And Honoria adds, I can't remember whether my siblings were involved in this one or not, but I do have a good stupid childhood injury story. The family had been doing yard work on a chilly day in early spring or late fall. I'm by far the youngest. Think I was five or so. And I can only assume that I had gotten whiny about being tired and cold because someone zipped me up in their insulated vest and set me on the picnic table to keep out of the way while everyone else got things done. Thing is, the vest was much too big for me, so a brilliant family member had wrapped my arms in it too. So when my hugely sensible five-year-old self scooted forward to the edge of the table for some reason, not only couldn't I use my arms to regain my balance, I also couldn't use them to break my fall. Face plus concrete patio equals nasty nosebleed and some scrapes and a lifelong lesson to critically evaluate the decisions that others make regarding my well-being. And Rumble Stiltskin adds, Sometimes when I talk to my nephews, they tell me stories my little brother related about his childhood, like how I taught him to catch a baseball by tying him to a tree and aiming fastballs at his head. The stories are only half true, I think, but I don't try to correct them as I rub the dent in my skull that my older brother created with a loose doorknob he ran across when I was four. Maybe there was another reason, a deeper purpose behind that dent altogether, and if I could just see things through my older brother's eyes, I would understand. And Praise Jesus adds, Oh, I have one other tale that may amuse. I have two daughters born 18 months apart. The younger one is autistic, diagnosed at the age of six. When the older girl was four and the younger sister around two and a half, the eldest kept playing pranks on her sister all day, mostly taking the youngster's toys and hiding them in the front room closet. After several hours of this and repeated timeouts and admonishments of the elder child, the younger child got her revenge. After the dog brought in the mail, the younger child started peering into the keyhole of the closet door. Her sister shoved her away and started trying to see what had fascinated her sister. The older sister had stepped into a well-laid trap. As she peered into the doorknob, she didn't see her little sister grab the back side of the doorknob, pull the door back, and wham! Smashing it into her sister's face and giving her a beauty of a shiner. The bonus, it was the day before pictures were to be taken at school. And August 11 writes, Great topic, Duggett Man. I don't have much to pull from on this one. My older sister once threw me down the stairs. I remember she wound up for the throw and when she released I was airborne, arms flailing like a cheap television stuntman. I remember my six year old brain processing two thoughts almost simultaneously. One, this situation is extremely different from the norm and two, my sister is really getting it good for this. I hit the runners about four from the bottom. So far did I fly. I tumbled and smashed into the front door, making a thunderous gaboom. Nothing broken. I was sent to my room for the night for making such a commotion and upsetting my sister. And Asterix writes, My sister and I hate each other because my mom played favorites and my sister was the favorite. She was my mom's mini-me, brackets borderline personality disorder. She was eight years older than me. She used to place a towel in the middle of the backyard, carry me there, and place me there, telling me not to leave the towel or worms will go up through my feet and kill me. I was 3 or 4 at the time. Mom finally stopped her doing that, but not before she had some <laughs> Mom finally stopped her doing that, but not before she had some that several times, starting my esserly hatred of her. Now she's eating her way into ill health, 100 pounds overweight and has gout. She ropes my parents into taking her on these expensive cruises that have all the food you can eat and free booze. She downs two bottles of wine a day and whatever hard liquor she sneaks in the library of the cruise. Mom and Dad told me they absolutely do not want to go on another cruise last fall. My daughter just texted me this week that she wants to go on a cruise to Newfoundland. Brackets Why the holy F. But my dad doesn't want to go, and so the date has been postponed to 2018 because my sister is embarrassed about her gout. Since her toe got infected last fall, she had to work from the home. In 2018, my mom will be 88 and my dad 89. My daughter says she controls them. They pay for all her cruises, of course. If I were there, I would gladly take a hammer to her toe. Reprehensible bitch. And arg, it, writes, I dropped a frozen two-pound block of hamburger from a second-story window on my brother's head. And Lieutenant Loser writes, I got a brother a few years younger than me who was also the rowdier of us two. He'd do all the stupid stuff, get dirty, hurt, whatever. I'd like to watch because it was always funny to me. One day... We will playing tag with some neighborhood kids, and for whatever reason, my friend decided that swinging a metal pole around to knock us out would be a good idea. Luckily, he only wanted to hit his or my brother. When my brother tried to get around him to get the pole away from him, my friend made contact with my brother's face, chipping a corner of one of the front teeth off. It bled, and he's had it worked on several times since then. And Highlander RPI writes, I once took my brother down the hill of a paved road in a wagon. I was driving, said wagon, pretty normal, except I was barefoot. I didn't think my cunning plan all the way through. No way to stop, so I ended up tipping the wagon over, and we both got banged up pretty bad with road rash, scrapes, cuts, and busted knees. And Leroy Bourne writes, My brother and I fought like wild dogs when we were kids. It wasn't until our teenage years when our separate groups of friends all discovered pot. Magically, we became close. I wonder what my parents thought. Quote, unquote, what are those boys up to? They're just sitting in Leroy's room watching brackets Kevin Sorboid's Hercules chuckling about. And Calypso Cookie replies, not a lasting injury, but when I was eight and my sister 12, she convinced me that putting Vicks vapor rub on my eyelids was a fantastic idea. When I could see again, she was the first and only person I've ever given a bloody nose. My eyes still water when I smell Vicks. And Bearcats1983 writes, I swung a meat mallet at my brother when I was 10 or 11. I missed him, but the mallet flew off the handle and flew through a stairwell window. I was standing at the top of the steps. The window was about 20 feet up. My dad wasn't too pleased about having to stand on a ladder in a tight stairwell to fix that window. It's amazing I wasn't grounded for that. Oh, and the meat mallet ended up in the neighbor's gutter. I wish I had seen their faces when they found it. And hershy 799 writes, my childhood wasn't filled with some of the great stories above, only minor injuries, really, and nothing we had to try to hide from mom and dad. Anyway, one true sibling caused injury. My older sister and her friends, brackets all about ten years older than me at the time, thought it would be funny to blindfold my twin brother, brackets less than six, and let him walk around. Stupidly, he agreed to it. All was fun and games until he managed to walk directly into an outward-facing corner, brackets similar to an open door frame. Poor bastard needed stitches on his forehead. Oops. Self-inflicted injury one. We had just gotten about an inch of really wet, slushy snow, so my brother decides to grab a shovel, balance the handle on his chin just beneath his lower lip, then run down the driveway as fast as he could. Somewhere close to the bottom, the shovel caught a hard patch of ice, stopping forward movement. Thanks to the momentum, the shovel had to go somewhere, so it shoved into my brother's teeth. He got a nice chipped tooth out of that one. Self-inflicted injury, too. I have a skin tag underneath my armpit. Brackets either born with it or got it at an extremely young age. At around nine years old, I decided that I needed a bit of cosmetic surgery. I think I washed the scissors beforehand, but it's really 50-50. Did I mention that nobody told me skin tags have their own blood vessels? Well, I sure found that out, backslash. Still haven't told my parents about the skin tag incident nearly 20 years later. And SBNRR writes, 1974, I was about eight and my sister was about three. She was jumping up and down on my bed. I perched myself on the frame at the foot of the bed and timed my jump to land just as she did. Success! She went flying in the air in a fine, tumbling cartwheel fashion, right over the edge and straight down on the floor. Broken collarbone for her, a couple of ounces of butt flesh for me. It made her tough. 1979. She has the water hose and is pointing it at me, threatening to squeeze the trigger. Quote-unquote, don't do it. She does it. I get blasted with water in the face, then she throws the damn thing at me. I get nailed on the side of the head, creating a little gash. She's already bolted across the yard and is hiding in the next door neighbor's house before I regain my senses. And Cheryl Taggart adds, My mother sat me down at an early age and told me I would never be smart or attractive, so I had better develop some job skills. My sister decided my ugly mug was too close to the TV and grabbed the chair I was sitting in to haul it backwards. The chair went over and I banged the back of my skull on the concrete basement floor. The next clear memory I have is a doctor chewing my father out for not noticing that I had dried blood on either side of my head, trailing back to my ears. He had been at work, came home for supper, and found me sleeping in the basement in front of the TV and made me get up for supper. I apparently slept all night and went to school the next day, only to collapse somewhere at school. School nurse called my mother, who didn't leave her job, and instead called my dad to deal with it. It was a freaking conspiracy between my mother and my sister. Both parents are gone now, and sister is far away. I only miss one of the three. And I Drow writes, I grew up in the 70s with two sisters, lots of heavy blunt household items to beat each other with. My one sister ripped the heavy rotary phone off the wall and threw it at my other sister's head. The handset itself, solid and heavy and good for beating someone with. (laughs) Another time it was one of those big glass ashtrays. We used to fight over the click clacks because whoever had them would always try to beat the other with them. Quote unquote, watch how close I can bang these close to your face. That's funny. We used to play dodge jarts in the backyard and another fun game that would start off as, quote, unquote, how many pumps of the daisy BB gun will it take to puncture your skin? We were fighting in the kitchen one time when my father got tired of listening to it and handed us all knives and yelled, quote, unquote, just finish it and walked out. We saw the contemplation in each other's eyes. Lots of bruising and contusions, but miraculously no broken bones and we made it through childhood alive somehow. And sorcerer adds, my brother chasing me in our backyard, I had done something to him, can't remember what. I ran into a shed and back, slammed the door closed, and he put his hand through the plate glass, cutting his fingers. Healed up okay, except for a numb spot on the tip of his ring finger. Now, my brother grew up to be kind of a metalhead with gothish traits. Always wore black jeans and a black jean jacket, no matter the weather. Also a smoker. So one time, some decent citizens were giving him the stink eye, and he flipped them off with his ring finger and unflinchingly put out a cigarette on the numb spot. Intimidated them mightily. A few years later, he tried it again, and discovered that nerves can grow back, if slowly. That wasn't nearly as impressive quote-unquote, ah, son of a bitch, and Billy Bathsalt dance. I already related the truly horrible incident once on FARC, involving me in the pool with a future supermodel and Big Brother chasing Little Brother through a sliding glass door. So, one time Big Brother was reading the comics with the paper stretched tightly about six inches in front of his face. There was only one thing to do, so I punched his face through the newspaper. He was on the back porch, so I ran inside and locked the door. I watched him punch through the pane of glass next to the handle and reach his bloody hand in to unlock the door. He chased me up to my room, broke through that door, and punched me in the head about ten times. The good old days. And Yakman's dad writes, More evil sister material. I was around three and we'd just moved into our new house. The hardwood floors were still shiny and slick. Slick enough for a seven-year-old sister to pull her three-year-old brother around, particularly if he were lying on a pillowcase. So we went spinning around the living room faster and faster until she pulled real hard and kind of sent me flying into the base of a huge, brackets to me, copper ashtray. The next thing I remember was a brilliant light in my eye as the emergency room doctor was stitching my eyebrows shut. Still have the scar, plus 60 years later. The same sister had been with me when I fell out of a window and fractured my skull. My mother had just looked at us sitting in the open window. She was playing bridge, and she had told my sister that we should get out of there. Someone might fall. To which she replied, quote unquote, he just did. When I was five, I was pretending to read the funnies and this same sister wanted them. I refused and she grabbed me by the wrist and dug her fingernails into my arm, tighter and tighter, and I still refused. This went on for two to three minutes until she finally gave up, throwing my wee arm back as if she were discarding rubbish. She found some weird spot in my arm without a pain nerve and I hadn't felt a thing. I still have the odd crescent-shaped scar. Sibling rivalry is just weird. And little Fry Fourteenets. My two older sisters and I were sitting on the top of my bunk bed. I was probably seven or eight years old. Anyways, my younger four or five year old sister wants to join in the powwow, and we say no and that it's too dangerous for her to climb up the ladder to the bunk bed. About 30 seconds later, the blanket I'm sitting on begins to move, and before I know it, it's pulled off the bed with me on it. I grab onto the guardrail, but it wasn't screwed in apparently, and it just comes right out. I brace my fall with my hands and arms and land on the ground face first, but relatively unharmed. The guardrail hits my younger sister in the head and she was bleeding profusely she had been trying to climb up the ladder and grabbed on the blanket which had been partially hanging down my sister got my mom out of the shower who drove to the er and we all waited 4 hours for my younger sister to get some staples put in her f- to get some staples put into her head and precision boobery adds, when i was 12 or 13 my brother who was 6 years older was sitting cross-legged on the floor reading something he had his shirt off head down bareback towards me overcome with an impulse i have never understood i threw a cat on him if you don't know when you throw a cat it will instinctively extend its claws to grab whatever is near in this case it was my brother's back he yelled in surprise pain and i immediately took off down the hall yeah he caught up quickly and pushed me my face went into the d- he caught up quickly and pushed me my face went into the door frame and my lower right cuspid brackets the bottom sharp tooth went through my lip i doubt he has any scars left from that incident but i definitely do so i guess we're even and jigsads. Older brother was four years older than me, and my uncle was four years older than him, and I was, well four at the time. So mom left a 12-year-old to watch an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. Thanks, mom. They devised a game where you would run and jump onto a crocheted blanket and slide down the linoleum into one of those oversized 70s pillows. This is a very 70s setup, actually. Polished linoleum, crocheted blankets, oversized pillows, and lots of poop browns, greens, and yellows as the color palette. There were likely short shorts and tall white socks with red stripes around the top. Someone wore a shirt without sleeves. Anyway, the game was a blast. Run, jump, slide through the doorway, into the hall, and land on that big pillow. My uncle and brother decided that wasn't interesting enough, so they spiced it up a little bit, brackets, without telling me. I get a full head of steam going, jump on the blanket, slide about a foot, and suddenly I'm airborne. I'm a bird on the wind. The blanket had stopped and I had been flung skyward. It was exhilarating for about half a second before I caught the doorway in the hall with my collarbone. It snapped, and I spun out onto the hallway floor. My brother and uncle had grabbed hold of the blanket and yanked it. They were a good bit bigger than me, so the had lifted me up in doing so. Not sure what they thought would happen, but the results were me lying on the floor in the hallway screaming. They were sweet about it, too. They didn't step on me once while they put the house back together, hiding all evidence of the game. They even reassured me that my arm was fine by taking hold of it and flapping it like a bird wing. When they realized I was indeed seriously injured, they calmly laid out the lie we would tell. All we needed to do was agree when they spoke. Mom gets home, lie unfolds, bracket something about how clumsy I am, collarbone gets set, I wear a sling for a stretch, all is well. Fast forward 25 years, long car ride with family, stories being told and my older brother says something about how they broke my collarbone. My mom says, quote unquote, what now? Brother freezes, uncle in his 40s, goes pale and stares daggers at my brother. I blurt out that they had made me lie. We all turned into caught little kids instantly and my mom is seriously pissed at them about a decades old lie. It was awesome payback. And C-Cop adds, I pushed my brother into the bushes. A stick pierced his skin, inno his at the webbing between his index and middle fingers, three stitches. Quote unquote, he fell. I was walking the top cross board of a six foot fence. My brother pegged me with a rock and I fell into the alley. Concussion. Quote unquote, I fell climbing the fence. I was swinging the garden hose like a whip while the water was running. I smacked my brother in the face with a metal tip. Chipped tooth. Quote unquote, he fell. Brother threw a stick in my spokes while riding bike. Flipped over. Road rash on face. Probable concussion. Quote, unquote, I fell. Playing street hockey. My brother intentionally high sticking to my chin. Six stitches. Probable concussion. Quote, unquote, I fell. Pushed my brother out of a tree. Swollen ankle. Quote, unquote, he fell. There's a lot more. Mom and dad thought we were clumsy as hell. Well, mom did. I'm pretty sure dad knew the deal. And Ned Gecko writes... My younger brother stuck a fork into my forearm so hard at the dinner table that it stuck there. I have four little scars from the tines, some 17 or 18 years later. He also hit me in the forehead with an old-school toy train that had a metal cowcatcher on the front. I also threw him face-first into a coffee table when he tried to choke me, which cracked one of his front teeth and turned his gums purple. Good times and Queen's own Talia writes, I was five or six and my brother was two or three. We were in the living room where he was proudly marching around with a chopstick sticking out of his mouth. For some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to stick my foot out and trip him. He landed on his chest and the force of the ground drove the tip of the chopstick slightly into the roof of his mouth. Hospital time. Throughout my childhood, my parents would periodically remind me of the time I almost killed him. Backslash, he is fine. And Lone Wolf 343 adds, Oh yeah, now I just remember this story. I'm sure this will get me on a few user lists. When I was about 12 or so, I had just come out of the bath. When I exited, my younger brother, who was a toddler at the time, was throwing a fit about something. He was storming around, wagging his fist and screaming. He bumps into me and caring only about his tantrum and nothing else about the well-being of others, and since he was exactly the right height, the little bastard bit my dick. He wasn't gentle either. Couldn't piss for a whole day. Still hurt for a while after that. Backslash, it's a surprise little guy still works after all the abuse he suffered over the years. Backslash, backslash, giggity. And sans neutral ads, my older, brackets, by seven and a half years, brother bought a new Crossman .177 caliber pellet slash BB air rifle. He proudly showed it off, shooting cans, jars, whatnot. After a while, he looked at me and asked, quote unquote, what else should I shoot? I looked around and pointed at a golf ball on the ground about three feet from him. He took downward aim and pulled the trigger. I stared at the golf ball to see if anything happened to it until I noticed my brother standing there, unusually quiet, for having just quote-unquote killed something. I looked at him as he slowly turned his slack-jawed face towards me. The flattened lead pellet was stuck flush in his skin precisely in the center of his forehead. As I stared at his shocked face, the pellet kind of folded out of his skin and plopped to the ground, leaving a perfectly round red indentation that he wore for the rest of the day and enormous green rage monster ads. I'm four years older than my brother. He was always in an annoying pain in the ass when we were younger. Suppose I was about eight and we were fighting. He lowered his head and ran at me. I was standing right in front of the arm of the sofa and had been watching Ninja Turtle cartoons where Rock Steady runs headfirst into walls and such at the time. So I stepped to the side and he damn near concussed himself on the couch. Mom was unsurprised and not really all that sympathetic since he did it to himself. So skated on that one. The injuries he caused himself were way funnier anyway. At a summer job in high school, he was disassembling old picnic tables and swinging a hammer up from the underside of the bench, missed, and planted it in the middle of his own forehead. He was quote-unquote hammerhead for three to four years after that. And Twist 2005 writes, My brother threw a cinder block at me once. He used to beat the shit out of me in the car when he drove us to school. Never anywhere that would show, of course. He also hit 80 miles an hour on our country roads and start swerving around or break hard so I'd get yanked by the seatbelt. Still get twitchy about sitting in the passenger seat, no matter who was driving. In his defense, I was a bratty little sister and I did nail him in the nuts with the heel of my riding boot once. He's also the reason I'll never have kids. He's a sociopath who manipulates people without a qualm and screws them over without remorse. I figure our genes don't need to be passed on. Okay, well, what did you think of that? I chose this because it was mild and mostly innocuous after having to read the horrible racism of Shitskin. And I also never read anything from FARC because I just haven't run into a thread that wasn't more than just people trying to out one line joke each other about the topic or whatever in these, you know, public facing forums. And I don't have access, as I have said, to Total FARC, which is the $5 a month subscription uh, thing. I will say I was surprised to see that the FARC website group had let their uh, porn FARC site Fubies lapse. That is one of those old school, just like FARC except for pictures of naked people. So don't bother looking there because it's not a sexy place anymore. But anyway, so yes, sibling injuries. I can't think of too many that my brother did to me, although I'm sure he could think of plenty that I did to him. I do remember I was annoying my brother once, and he stabbed me in the arm with a pencil because I was drawing in his school notebook. He was pretty young. I was probably 13 or something. He was seven. And yeah, he he broke the tip of that pencil off in my arm. But then I punched him for it, so he, uh, nobody won that day. Anyway, I try not to think of those times. To say that I was a unkind older brother is putting it lightly, so I try not to dwell on it. But that's probably why this topic entertained me so much. Anyway. I don't think I ever came close to actually killing or leaving marks on my brother to a going to the hospital point. I did throw a cat in the air once that landed on him and scratched his face, which was more of an accidental thing, but uh, I'm sure that if he listens to this episode, he will be like, I remember that and not be pleased. Michael, I'm sorry. Anyhow, so this episode's a little on the tamer side, but again... After having to read all the terrible stuff from Shitskin, I felt like I needed a break. I do. I also admit that I got wrapped up in reading all the back and forth between the uh, defenders of Shitskin and listeners of the podcast who got into a lively debate both on the Facebook page and at com in the comments, for the most part respectful, some name calling as is to be expected when people get upset. I thought it was very interesting to see what kind of things were posted. And if you want to see what kind of things are posted, you can join the Facebook page. Uh, Just search for Lou Reads and Facebook. It's a fun place to Stay in touch with what's going on with Luke, because I post there relatively frequently compared to, say, the Twitter feed and things like that. Okay, I don't want to belabor this episode any more than it already has. I'm sure you're like, no, please stop talking. Sorry for the delay on this episode. I don't want to delay it any longer. So I'm just going to wrap this episode up. I hope you enjoyed it. And please be sure to, of course, as always, rate the show on iTunes, write a little blurb, wherever you like it especially in, if you're listening to it on an Android device. You can do it in the Google Play app now. So please feel free to rate and review the show anywhere that it is possible. Tell your friends. Expose them to the interesting parts of the internet that they refuse to go to when you send them links in audio form. So without any further ado, my name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet, Fark Tales of Sibling Injuries for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.